but now we're going to hear that passage. So it's from Luke, sorry, covering the words, Luke 22, verses 14 to 20. When the time came, Jesus and his friends were sitting at the table. He said to them, I wanted very much to eat this Passover meal with you before I die. I will never eat another Passover meal until it is given the true meaning of kingdom God. Then Jesus took a cup. He gave thanks to God for it and said, Take this cup and give it to everyone here. I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until God's kingdom comes. Then Jesus took some bread. He thanked God for it, broke it and gave it to his friends. Then Jesus said, this bread is my body that I am giving for you. Do this to remember me. In the same way, after supper, Jesus took the cup and said, this cup shows the new agreement that God makes with his people. This new agreement begins with my blood, which is poured out for you. Well done, boys. Yeah, absolutely. Let me just get myself ready. Okay, it is lovely to be with you today. As I said before, my name is Jo and I'm the children's pastor here. So often I'm not in this service, I'm in children's groups on a Sunday morning. And as I said before, this term with our five to 11 year olds, we've been doing a series called Bible Bites. You've all been very jealous, all you grown-ups. We have been eating our way through the Bible. We started with Genesis and we have now arrived at the Last Supper. So throughout this time now, I'm going to be mentioning a few of the stories from the Bible that we've looked at in Bible Bites. So if you are in All Stars, Superstars, or Trailblazers, have your ears switched on. In fact, everyone have your ears switched on. But particularly if you're in those groups, I'm liking that you're actually doing it. And see how many you can count. If you get the number right, there might be a prize for you afterwards. So how many of the stories we've been doing in Bible Bites I'm going to mention today. So, we've reached the Last Supper, the final meal Jesus had with his friends before he died. And during that important meal, he did some rather interesting things. And as Deb said, we're thinking about symbols today, representations that remind us about important events in our lives or our history. Nia's baptism last week was a symbol of her faith, of her having a new life in Jesus. And today, we're looking at the Last Supper, which we also call communion. And a little bit later, we'll be sharing that together. I was remembering this morning the first time I took communion. So I grew up in a Methodist church. So we were, as children, we were blessed at communion time. We knelt at the front and had a blessing. And I went on a guide camp to a C of E church. I think we went to visit one Sunday, and I had to make that choice to have communion for the first time. And I really remember that as a significant event. Um, since then, taking communion lots of times, when Matt and I were living in Guatemala, we went to Honduras for the week, and there, in the church we went to, we had port and cake for our communion. Um, I love that wherever we are in the world, this is a symbol that we share together as the body of Christ. So, the Last Supper. When Jesus was telling his friends what was going to happen over that special meal, He gave them symbols that they could hold on to and repeat over the years. 
The Passover festival had been happening for many years before that. And it was a reminder to the Jewish people of the first Passover, when Moses and the Israelites had to escape Egypt. That meal already had a lot of meaning, and Jesus was going to bring in a whole new way of thinking about it. So let's unpack a little of the symbols Jesus used. Bread. So I've got my bread with me today. A month or so ago, we looked at God providing manna in the desert for the Israelites. Bread from heaven. And do you remember we watched the video if you were in All Stars of the bread falling on the guy's head? Jesus used the image of bread a lot to explain things for his friends. He told them he was the bread of life. Bread from heaven in John 6, 35. He performed the miracle of the bread and the fish, sharing out the little boy's lunchbox. And this miracle happened more than once. And now this. He was teaching his friends that he, that he was what would fill them up. That like we need bread to survive, we need Jesus to live. Wine also pops up in Jesus' life. The first miracle that Jesus did was turning water into wine at a wedding. In the book of John, he is, explains he is like the grapevine, nourishing, sustaining, and life-giving. And now at this very special meal, he brings those two symbols back again as a way to explain to his friends that just like breaking the bread provides food for all, his death would bring life to whoever believes in him. And at this point, he uses wine as a symbol of his blood poured out. And this is going back to the first Passover again, when the Israelites put the blood of the lambs on their door frames as a sign of protection. Jesus needed to die as a sacrifice like those lambs did. The new binding promise or covenant would then be made. In children's church, we looked at David bringing back the Ark of the Covenant, which was a physical promise of God's presence with his people. Jesus' new promise was that we can know God personally all the time, wherever we are, without the need of a special box. When Jesus explained to his friends what was going to happen, he demonstrated that he was in complete control of the situation. Nothing was happening that wasn't meant to happen. So this all took place on Monday, Thursday. On the next day, Good Friday, Jesus would be put on the cross and die for us all, taking our sins, the things we do wrong, so that we can have a friendship with God again. And as we respond to this now, we have some questions to think about. The first question is to chat with God about right now. The second is to help us catch back from him as we're chatting. And the third is to take with us into this week. So we're going to spend a moment now having a bit of chat and catch time with God. And we do this here. This is just praying. It's a way of helping us thinking about praying. So we want to get quiet and comfortable, maybe close our eyes. And we're going to think about this question first. If you had been at the table with the disciples, what would you have wanted to say to Jesus? So right now, you can tell Jesus, because he's right here with us now as well, what you would want to say to him sitting around that table, seeing him break the bread and pour the wine. What would you say? What are you going to say to Jesus right now? Let's chat to Jesus together.
we can all feel a bit unimportant sometimes and all feel a bit unloved. Jesus sat next to his friends and those he loved and told them he would give his life for them. And he says the same to us now. How does it feel to know that there is someone who's laid down their life for you? And as we're chatting to Jesus now, ask Jesus what he wants to say to you right now. Maybe he wants to say that he loves you, that he cares for you, that you are important, that he laid down his life for you. Let's just give a moment of quiet to hear what Jesus wants to say back to us. Third question, is there something we need to do as a response for what Jesus did for us? Maybe for the people we love and care about, for our community, for society as a whole. Let's just spend a moment now. Is there something we need to do as a response for what Jesus did for us? And why not tell God that right now? This is what I'm going to do. Lord Jesus, thank you that you died for us. Thank you um, that we can chat to you wherever and whenever because of what happened on the cross. Thank you that you loved us so much that you did that for us. And you gave us these symbols to help us remember it. Amen.